And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is the ever-giggly co-host extraordinaire, Shane Leonard. Hi. It's just funny how we all, every show starts different. It's like The Muppet Show. It's in a weird way. Like, every show is just a little different, and then we, you know, cue up the song, and then it's... Mayhem and sure, and again we're like the two guys, Waldorf and Styler, up in the up in the bleachers. If we were a little crankier, maybe yeah. we could pull that off. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think we quite saw that. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. This week we are uh, going to be covering "Killing Them Softly." Right. And I think if we get like one percent of everyone who went to see <laughs> "Killing Them Softly" to tune into the show, yeah, we'll get like. <laughs> Five people. It would be awesome. <laughs> Today was the day we just lit up the phone right. in the, All in the chat room. For, Everybody in the world that for the listens to us had seen Inexplicable this. reason there could ever be. All that of a sudden, awesome. people would tune into that, this. No one really went funny. to see the movie, but let's hear a couple of guys <laughs> that talk about really it. That would be really funny. Great. If I had known, I mean, did you? would you ever guess no. Brad Pitt is going to, and you know, Ray Liotta, there are other people right, in the movie, James but still, I mean... I mean it, would you ever think that this movie would open so, so low. badly? No. It was bizarre. It was really weird. And, and the craziest thing about it, because, uh, you know, this is not like a crazy movie or anything. Right. This is, you know, this is not Cloud Atlas. Right. But if, if, you, right. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that when Cloud Atlas came out, we were talking about the fact that people walked out. Right. And, right. and I'm thinking not not that crazy a thing. It's a very strange movie. You might go and check it out and go, well, I'll see what it's about. And you might not be into it. It's right. a, it's a very different kind of thing happening in yeah. that movie. And, um, you know, it's like tree of life last year. It's, uh, it's not as bizarre maybe as tree of life where you have to sit through like 10 minutes of right. PowerPoint Stuff. presentation yeah. or something. But anyway, but it's different. And if people walk mm-hmm. out, you kind of go, eh, okay, people are walking out. Right. Two different groups of people walked out of this two, movie. Two different groups of four or five. There were so many yeah. shadows and football it was cr- that and it was, all, no. it was obviously like the uh, you know group date night thing. It was right. like, it was a couple of couples or something. Or it whatever. looked like you know what it looked like to me honestly. It because there were a couple. There was a group of couples and at least two guys, two girls in each of the groups because there was no less than four. Right. It looked like the payment, and I thought this really when that happened. I'm like, well. The guys got the short end of the stick because last week they had to go to Twilight. Right. And this week and they, they go, got to pick okay, the film. Well, now they get to pick the film this. this week and they're like, we're going to see this. And the girls were just like, Brad Pitt is like shirtless. And eventually the girl said, yeah, right. no. Yeah, we're done with this because <laughs> right. Brad Pitt's not shirtless. There's no fight club. There's but no it was nothing. Just and so I guarantee, I wish we could talk to them. I guarantee that's what it was. It was guy's choice for date night right. and they got they it, got it was just so weird because it's, it's not that weird a movie. It's not like – some crazy stuff it's, is going on. It is yeah. a different. It's not the movie that movie, it looks like right. it is, but it's um, right. you know the, it's looks like if you watch the trailers, they are selling it a little bit odd, maybe because They're, it yeah. looks a little different. Yeah. You know, it looks like maybe we're somewhere in the general ballpark of like a Ocean's Eleven thing, right. kind of. Except that right. it's, you know, obviously gangsters are killing people. You right. know that's going on in the trailer. And it's not really that movie. It's a little, yeah. it's a little odd. But for people to walk out, I was really surprised. <laughs> and it's so funny because when people walked out of Cloud Atlas, I was like, "Wow, that has never happened to me." And right. now here we are again. It's like a couple weeks. Later. Well, we even talked about this. I can't remember if we did it on the show, but we definitely talked about it after we saw that film. Where, you know, when was the last time you walked out of something, or what does it take to get you to walk out of a movie? Right. And it really, like, I'll watch anything. <laughs> I, I will right. give up a book. 
very quickly because a book is a bigger time investment. But for 90 minutes, I can endure pretty much anything. Right. And they just most couldn't the, endure yeah, this. There the was a weird moment. Me, they just they were like, I can't do any more of this. The, right. There are movies every once in a while where I kind of think about it. It's sort of in the back right. of my mind. But for me, it's like the worse the movie gets, the more I <laughs> the go. More I have to, I I have see, to see what yeah. happens. Yeah. I have to see well, how they we're not, they're bringing this together. We're not going to do a whole show on walking out of films, right. I know. But at least with Cloud Atlas, I understood it. Because right. even though I had exactly. read the book, I understood that if you don't know what the story is necessarily, it can be very you know, off-putting. And if you just right. don't get it 45 even, minutes in, you're probably not going to feel like you're getting it anymore. And you're like, I got more important stuff to do right. than two more hours of this. <laughs> right. And even like, uh, you know, you were saying about, because you had read the book and everything, even with going to Cloud Atlas, just the way that it happens in the movie where we're bouncing around right. all the time, right? I could easily see going, yeah, but even this, that. But even <laughs> Killing Them Softly is only a little over 90 minutes long. Right. I mean, it, and it, they, it, were, they walked out. Movie. And the one group. <laughs> they really left the one group really was just it was almost like a statement because they left so late <laughs> left. that and they were like, they were heavy you got like 20 fall. minutes left yeah. why are you going right. to leave now anyway okay so we are going to get to killing them softly and uh i will let you in on a uh, little glimpse right now i did not love it so <laughs> so so we will put, well, you walked we out will put and you that, came back and right. we'll, oh, no, we'll you were there yeah no i did actually kind of like it but it it's actually there's very weird dichotomy uh between this movie and when we saw lincoln yeah because that that like rings for me kind yeah. of because it's it's the flip side um, experience really <laughs> well probably well i mean not just for subject it's, matter but it's a hard kind of yeah we'll get to that but um we do have uh, some other stuff that i want to cover before we jump into the show and uh one of them is i'm going to kind of throw you under the bus a little bit what because, did i do because i'm just going to spring you got something a whole, on you got a you. whole list of things over there i, I can't do. even read the first thing that oh, i want to say is um this is actually really cool uh because we get a lot of emails Oh, I got we we don't get a lot of emails. I got an email about you last week that was hilarious. Well, because you should did, you, did you listen to the whole show last week? Because I did. At the at um, the very end of the show, somebody like called you on that. At the very end of the show, when it's like, okay, we're done, goodbye, and then you there's a pause for like a few seconds, and then you say something about wanting to listen to the show, and it's on the show. Yeah, well, and you it's have like to we click the, the button the, quicker. The I'm not gonna take the heat for you. Anyway, not but clicking somebody the but somebody mentioned it, and that was fun. That is fun. But we do get a lot of emails, and we love getting the emails. I would Absolutely. love it if people would email more with stuff yeah. that I would. Read on the air. Say on the sh- yeah. on, on the air. Like, here's a question I have about movies coming up, or right. or or something like that. We get a lot of emails that just are kind of you know generically cool. That's great. We like the show emails. That's cool. And spinning off from one of those was <laughs> was the fact that someone emailed. It was, oh, it was a very cool email, and and basically said, "Why aren't you guys on Stitcher?" Oh. And so that was like, you know, the yeah. springboard to looking into that. And I can't tell you how many times this has happened over like the last five or six years or whatever it is with the website. Right. Where people will email me and go, I like the website, I like your reviews. How come blah blah blah? You're not whatever. here or there or yeah. And and you know, the thing is really as much time as I try to put into this, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a busy guy and yeah. not in an interesting way or anything like I'm so cool that I'm really busy. I agree. Uh exactly. But um, you know, I have kids. I'm a, yeah. I'm a work at home dad. I'm just I, I give it what I can give it, but right. I don't really have time for a lot of the stuff. Like, let's find out everything about everything right. or whatever. I didn't even know that's how Stitcher worked. I didn't know that you could just try to be on Stitcher. I didn't either. <laughs> I have Stitcher, and I I actually use it for certain things that I like to listen to, and I didn't. Right. I, I don't use it like I use other programs daily or hourly. I just I've used it. Uh, enough to know about it and right. to know how it works, and I didn't know. Right. Like when I thought that Stitcher, and which I have used some t- sometimes, but I actually hadn't used it for a while. Yeah. And what I when I drive around more, I like it because right. you know you just make your station and then you and just go, it. and that's yep. that's pretty cool. That's even you know you can't really get that on podcasts where it's like right. that simple or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so someone emailed and asked why we were not Stitcher, and I said, um, I have no idea why I'm not in Stitcher. I <laughs> Let me I thought that. Stitcher just was, you know. Invite only kind they of thing. Tell or they tell you, do, or right. they just got stuff, or whatever. But right. no, there's this thing that says, want to be on, on Stitcher. Stitcher, and you right. go, I want to be on, set me up. <laughs> yeah. And so now we are. 
I thought this was the thing you were throwing me under the bus oh, for. No. Like, I was like, I don't know why we're not on Stitcher. No. So uh, there. if you okay. listen to the show, if you like the show, by the way, if you are listening in right now, the chat room's open. Yep. Um, if you happen to be live and you're, you know, super cool, if you are, the, the number to call in, if you have anything that you want to say about killing them softly, I guess. Or anything. Uh, the number is 347-324-3022. Um, so it's just it's super cool that we're on Stitcher. So yeah, you can check that out if you use Stitcher. You know you can uh, search for us. We're easy it's to find. We another, like just got there. So yeah, it's just another cool place to get the show out. Right, you know, it's I, just one more avenue that's really right. fun I, to hit. I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. Another thing that I want to uh, mention is uh, I mentioned this last week. We have a code for Bass Buds, the right. uh, in-ear microphone things. They're really cool. And, uh, you know, it's Christmas time. You got things Tingler. to buy for people or whatever. We right. have a ruscreening.com specific code that is BB59767. And we'll have that when we put it on the website. We'll we'll yep. have the code there. Or, you know, rewind. I mean, Or just listen to this. Show. Yeah. Is right. the website up? I know you were saying you had to do a big overhaul on it. Oh, yeah. You, it's, it's all up. Yeah. You can tell I look at it every day. So I know. Thanks. I didn't know. Well. Um, so anyway, that. That code gets you thirty dollars off of cool. some nice. already reasonably priced yeah. earphones, yeah. and they are really cool. So we got that. Uh, the next thing we want—I'm just like you're rattling clip, down, clipping you. You through some list. news, right? Okay, I just—I want to keep mentioning every week that the Critics' Choice Mo- Movie Awards mm-hmm. this year is on January 10th, yep. and this year it's on the CW, right? And you know you're going to want to tune in because it's the world's greatest movie award show, right? right. Uh, and then the other thing to mention is I still got to throw out the Wreck-It Ralph contest that we have. Yep. So uh, you have to go to the post on ruscreening.com for the Wreck-It Ralph show, and it's all in there. And like like I, like I said last week, every week I will sell this less. I've right. been telling you it's right. there. Go find Next week's it. Just it's gonna a be cool like, contest. It, it, the week before the contest ends, you're just going to be like, okay, and Wreck-It Ralph. Now, <laughs> that's right. And that'll be exactly. it. Exactly. That's what so. I'm going to do. So no, but there are cool prizes. There's like, I mean, it's over a hundred dollars worth of prizes. Easily, I mean, mean, there's a fifty dollar Amazon gift certificate, and there's the Blade Runner Blu-ray collector's super edition that comes with Harrison Ford, and you know, (laughs) right? Right. Let's try someone that way. That 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 really doesn't happen. That's a great contest. That doesn't happen. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention is um, I'm just going to throw this out because it's impossible to talk about, and there will be links uh, on the show again on the uh, post on com, but I have a cool curator section thing that like just went live on History Channel's shopping site. Hmm. So you go to shop.history.com, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this thing where it's uh, they picked some people to create lists and be what they call a curator. Oh, that's cool. So I did sci-fi <laughs> movies. So oh. I have a bunch of sci-fi movies in a list there that, you know, they sell. All right, at, I'll go look at, at this. At the site. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's actually very cool. And it says my picks are top sci-fi picks, which is a perfectly fine thing to say. Right. But I don't know that they're necessarily – that doesn't mean <laughs> that it's the movies right. that I think are the greatest movies that ever came out. I can only right. pick among things that they're selling, right? But, right. So I wrote a little blurb for each movie, and then I've That's got cool. like a little page and everything, and it's like – Nice. You know, right there on history and who I love. Right. Because History Channel is super cool. Right. But it's a it's a big mix. That's it's some cool. things that are uh you know, some of them are like maybe oh, so God. bad they're good. I right? can't wait to see this. Some yeah. of them are older movies that are just like, you know what, they're still pretty good. They're goofy and cheesy maybe now right. by today's year, like Westworld, right? Right. But yeah. I love that Westworld's movie. Westworld's great, right? Yeah. So but there are a lot of movies like that. But then there are also new things like um well, there's also the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, and nothing wrong with that. You know, there, there's a mix where it's you're not necessarily saying this is the greatest sci-fi movie that right, ever but, happened, right? Right. And there are a couple of newer things like Source Code and you know yeah. stuff that are that's, that's cool. Anyway, so so there's that. Now to get there, you have to go to shop.history.com/slash/community-curators/slash/index. PHP question mark V equals history underscore curators. See what I'm saying? Oh my god! Because there's no easy way to get to that yet. Because there's a link on your website, because, though, right? Yeah, I'll put a link up. But 
because they just put it up. I thought it, you were just being funny, like they, slash dot they, back they, colon they just four, put it up. Four. No, seriously, that's where it is. They oh. just put it up, and there's no oh, okay. easy way to get to it from like the front of the shop history. I was watching so. you. I thought you were losing your mind. I no, was like, he's really he pushing this I joke. I really did. I thought it was a... Yeah, and then it turns out that that's like a Rickroll thing or something. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be really funny. Okay, and then the one other thing that I did want to say is uh, coming out this week on uh, Blu-ray DVD is The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Mm -hmm. And there are actually also other things coming out this week that we've done shows on. Go find our (laughs) old shows of that and listen to our reviews because that would be super cool. But I wanted to mention this one because uh, I just watched it, and I, you know I think people miss something there because it's really? a really cool movie. That's cool. It, there are parts of it to me. I mean, it's a Disney movie, and it's a big family, and it's, mm-hmm. you know it's obviously sort of you know schmaltzy or something. Yeah. You know, there are some parts where I think they overdid a few things. You know, there's uh, the mom's sister is like this, you know, horrible uh-huh. like. She has super kids and always right. brags about her kids and everything. Right. And, you know, not that I really love Jennifer Garner a whole lot in most things. No. But anyway, you know, there there are some parts if you want to be, you know, picky about it. Where right. If you're like, looking ah, for this is a little yeah, goofy, right? For it. But overall, man, it was a pretty fun movie. Right. It was I'll a pretty fun movie. So I just want to throw out that that's coming out. Cool. And then finally, I wanted to talk about what we're going to do next week before we run out of time. What are we doing uh, next week? What we're doing next week. Now, coming out next week are Lay the Favorite and Playing for Keeps. Okay. Both of which I don't have a lot of interest in seeing. But also coming out next week is Hyde Park on the Hudson. And so I think we're actually going to do that. And possibly we will do uh, Deadfall as well, which is another, like, it's a really small thing. Yeah. And I don't even know how many theaters it's going to come out. And it's one of those that's already been, like, on video on demand you could like rent it even right. before it came out in theaters right. so i don't even know what kind of push it's going to get but it looks kind of interesting so yeah. awesome. so i think what we're you know tune in next week for hyde park on the hudson because that will <laughs> that will sell yeah. more than right uh, wow. well by killing them soft right yeah. right man <laughs> that's so <laughs> weird it did that well so um, also, before we get into Killing Them Softly, um, we've been talking about, as the year goes on, we're going to try and talk about some award stuff. Right. And then I realized that it's a little early, maybe, to talk about award stuff, even though, I mean, I have to vote on stuff really soon. But right. still, it's, um, you know, I know neither one of us has maybe seen everything no. that we want to see, especially when yeah. you're talking about some of the other categories, right? Yeah. Other than Best Picture. As far as the buzz, you Mm -hmm. know, there are a lot of movies that I still want to see just for things like, you know, screenplay, you know, supporting actor and actress and various things. So it is actually maybe a little bit early to get too far involved in uh, uh, real discussions. So since this is such a slow week with Killing Them Softly, <laughs> right. and we're going to need lots of time to talk about that movie, I'm sure, I thought what we would talk about, because I think it's kind of an interesting thing, is we would just throw out the best picture contenders that are not going to be on our top list. And you can have your you can have your choices, and I'll have my choices, or whatever. Well, you've had plenty of time to think of this. You've got lists and papers. And... <laughs> well, but I've got the list. So, so All basically, right, let's he, go. basically, here's the list. If you're talking about what are the movies that people are talking about right now, right, that are going to be best picture, and you've got like you know a jillion people, you can look at uh, what people are talking about, where the buzz is, right. stuff like that. You've got like your your very solid, probably going to get nominated or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you've got like your your long shots and your right. maybe spoiler movies. So there's right. ultimately there's kind of a big list, and it basically goes like not that this is in any order, but you've got movies like Cloud Atlas, Argo, The Master, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty. Silver Linings Playbook, Les Miserables, uh, Life of Pi, Amour, which is actually some people are talking about that that could get yeah. nominated, huh. um, which is, as far as I know, it's a really good movie, but yeah. it's very strange that people would be talking about it. But you've got Beasts of the Southern Wild, mm-hmm. which has its own kind of 
I feel like politically correct right. backing Pushing. to it, right? <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom, Django Unchained, which I think is still very long shotty, but yeah, some people are talking about it. Even if it's really good, it's just it's crazy right. long shotty, right? Right. Uh, Flight, Skyfall, The Hobbit, Hitchcock, The Impossible, The Sessions, Anna Karenina, Promised Land, and Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Mm -hmm. So now in that list are, like I said, included some things that are really kind of long shoddy. Some of them are critical, darling. Some of them are just art house, you know, favorites. And right. And that collection of them has no chance. And see, here's the <laughs> There's just no way. The thing is, too, is that, um, you know, especially if you're talking about the Academy Awards mm -hmm. and for the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, I'm not even sure exactly what the how things are going to go because, yeah. you know, it was like uh, the Academy Awards all of a sudden said, we're going to have 10 nominees. And so then the Critics' Choice Awards said, well, fine, then we'll have 10 right. nominees. So we'll show you. You guys should have been and, like 11. <laughs> right, we're going to have one better you. We, we should have had nine. That's what we should have done. Wow. Well, anyway, but um, so now I'm not even sure what the Academy Award is going to have. Now they have like an algorithm. Of, yeah. of how many nominees are. And it's like up to a certain number, but it's like it's all based on how many votes things get. Yeah, and there's this really whole weird. like complicated thing, right? So yeah. it could be five. It could be ten. It all depends on, on how the votes right. go. And I don't know what the Critics' Choice Movie Awards are doing right. with that. If they're just sticking with ten or if they're going to adopt their own crazy algorithm. I don't know. The Academy Awards by the way, has, you know, a jillion more people voting. Yeah. Uh, it, the it, Critics' Choice Awards is like 310, I think, yeah. members or something. Yeah. And the Academy is the Academy. I Did mean, you so. like it? Did you like it when the Academy was like, okay, now 10? Like they had five solid. And I then they, didn't Then they really. immediately were just like, we're going to go to 10. I didn't really. I, I liked it just fine when there were five. And, and the reason yeah. is not – you know, I don't mind more movies getting the attention or mm -hmm. the ability to, like, call themselves Oscar-nominated or, right. or whatever. But the reason that I didn't like it is uh, because in in any given year, you know, now you've got, like, four to six movies that mm -hmm. can't possibly win. Mm -hmm. But they're nominated for Best Picture. But there's absolutely no chance that they're going to win. Right. Right. And And I just think that's... You know, we're just we're adding more movies just for like the fun of it or something. It's not for any reason. It's not yeah. like it's not like what they were doing was they were going on and on with five nominees, and they had a whole bunch of movies that were like six that mm -hmm. people went that movie would have won if it would have been nominated. Yeah, I right. mean, you know, it's right. not. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, ultimately kind of a disingenuous move. Yeah. But so now we've got that list. And uh, you can like I don't know you can look at the I can list. Cheat on I, the I don't list. even know if you I mean they're just written like random. Yeah, I mean that's a fair that's a fair uh, assessment of and, the stuff that's and being so here's about. the thing like you know I always talk about hating lists and you always make fun of me for hating lists. I don't know why you hate lists. And the one thing that I do like about lists when critics have like their top ten uh, mm -hmm. of the year and even if they have like branches of that, you know, their top 10 like action or right. top five action or something like that. The one thing that I do like about lists that makes them, you know, so that er every critic has to do them. It's not like you can avoid right. it, right? The thing that I like about them is that they let you know who you're dealing with. Right. And I, the thing that I get spun around to hating them again when it comes to that is that there are so many movie critics that it's all the same list. I mean, yeah. And it yeah. almost becomes it almost becomes its own weird kind of uh, institutional behemoth, mm -hmm. you know that like if enough people say Cloud Atlas is in their top ten, right. and you have a job, right, and you're a movie critic, right, yeah, and you're going, I hated Cloud Atlas, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And it's like, what do I do? Because you know you have people who are going to fire you and get some other movie right. critic if right. you're not in line with enough. Yeah, movie critics or something, uh, you know, potentially anyway. I mean, that happens. But I know that, you know, every year I start looking at the top 10 list and there are a couple of them that I just kind of go, I don't believe everyone loved this movie, right, <laughs> you right. know, and it's, and anyway, so the thing that's interesting, I think, is, you know, you get this sort of the ultimate, you know, survey top 10 list mm -hmm. of all critics 
And the only thing that makes any particular critics list interesting is what's how they diverge from that, you right. know, because otherwise you're not getting any information about right. a movie critic. Right. So I thought we would talk just for a couple minutes about what is on this list and, you know, the long shots we don't necessarily need to focus on, I guess, but uh, of the bigger titles, what are we at this point already really sure will not be on our top 10 list? It's funny looking the list over to answer the question. You have to, in my mind, I have to flip it around and say like, okay, so of this list of maybe 23, looks like, I mean, I don't know, I can count them. You know, what are the ones that are probably going to be nominated? You know, and then I can right. look at those and be like, okay, now get those out of my mind and go around them. Um, and I was going to ask you at first, Possibly, which of these, which of these did you think? Like, I could see, it's not the question you asked, but I could see Cloud Atlas, Argo, The Master, Les Mis, and Flight. Of of these here, I could see those five actually being legitimately like nominated. Skyfall, no, The Hobbit, but Anna Karenina, like it, it sucks, but, it but Anna Karenina. But if it goes to ten, oh, I mean, it goes you know, ten. it's it's a whole different ballgame. But really, the question is not what are you predicting is going to be nominated. The well, question, Hitchcock, Hitchcock. The question is, is of these of these things yeah. that people are talking about, especially like the big ones. What's not going to be on your list? Like I can right. tell you right now. Even the well, first of all, at least half my list will be taken up by things that are not even on this list, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that are not even among the long shots, right? But, but uh, like to start off, like Cloud Atlas is absolutely not going to be on my list. It's not even going to be. You just need to see it again. It's not even going to be like on my, you know, almost. Cloud Atlas is, or something. Cloud Atlas will be a list maker, but it will not be on the positive side of things because I do a negative side too. Right. And it's going to be on a list. Right. Believe me. And, you know, a lot of other movies <laughs> that are getting a lot of talk, like Argo, mm-hmm. I really kind of liked Argo. Yeah. That one is going to come down to some fiddling. I don't know if that will make it on my top ten list. It's possible, but yeah. it's definitely not a thing you know where I'm going. Well, that's absolutely on we my top 10. we had a weird year. I mean, we started this very early in the spring, and you know I was watching movies just like you were before right. we started doing the show. It, it was an interesting summer in some ways, but the fall has been really. Uh, it's been positive in a lot of ways that I'm not used to the fall films exactly, being. Exactly. Like right. from September to November, I saw more films I was crazy about than I did all summer right. and all spring. And I thought, well, I'll get close to November, December, and that's when we notoriously get well, the Oscar push of stuff. stuff. And that's when all the big right. heavy dramas and stuff. But it's been really weird. This whole year has been weighted heavily at the back end. Right. And it's just funny to go through because what you're saying about Argo, I agree. I thought Argo was really good. I don't know if it's going to make my list because I've seen so many good films right. it's suddenly. Good. It's oddly going to be a tough year to put together 10 when I totally didn't think it was going to be. Right. Uh, you, and you there, said that earlier, actually. There are a lot like, of I don't movies, know if I can even see these films that are going to make it. There were a lot of there are a lot of films that I thought I was kind of going to write off completely right. that I loved. Man, and what there a were great a lot year. of movies that I thought I was going to love. Right. And we just and, let go. And, you know, one of them... Not that it's a movie necessarily that I thought I was going to love, but Lincoln, yeah, I I did expect kind of big things of it. I'm not like a huge Spielberg fan, especially recently, yeah, and especially when he's <laughs> making War Horse, especially right when I'm War coming off a of War Horse, right. But I did really like that movie, and now I don't know that that yeah. is going to be either, which, you know, obviously everyone's talking about that. And that's one of those movies, too, where it's like you have to just because Spielberg directed right. it. Spielberg, it, it, yeah. You know, you I've have, warmed you up have even to at least talk about, about it a lot. It's right? got to be in the conversation, right? I've warmed up to it more and, after and we've he, seen it. Here's so. another one, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Now, this is one where we will get into our, our own personal rules of, <laughs> of judging movies, right? right? Like, I have not seen Zero Dark Thirty. Neither have I. And I can tell you right now it's not going to be on my top ten list. So can e- I. Even though I haven't seen it. Right. Because, uh, you know, now as everyone, like, clicks off the show. Right. Because we're, we're not real movie right. critics or whatever. But, you know, for me... That's not, you know, we we had our whole show where we talked about our right. our theory of reviews, which you know at some point we should probably like maybe do again or something. But yeah, but for, changing. but for me, the way that you know you come to your rating is 
my version of it, which is totally different. Yeah. I completely, you know, acknowledge <laughs> yeah. that this is not what a lot of movie critics will say, but I try to look at what a movie is trying to be and then ask how well is it being that. Mm-hmm. But then behind that, there's the other question of, is that legitimately something to try to be? Like, you right. know, you can't have the guy stand up and say, well, Freddie got fingered. It's right. exactly what it's trying to be. Right. So it should be a five-star movie, right? right. Because <laughs> I I disagree with that right. with that theory. And Zero Dark Thirty for me is just not even a legitimate movie to try to be. That's yeah. just me, but I think it's a stupid movie to try <laughs> to make in the first place. So well, I don't care if you do it really well right. or how great it is. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, it's possible because a lot of people are talking about Jessica Chastain, right? And right. I might say, yep, she was awesome and she acted right. great and so she should get the award, right? Right. That could happen. Right. But the movie itself is never going to happen. It, it's kind of the same thing, and you know everyone's just going to hate me, and that's fine. But we'll <laughs> we'll get more emails this week. That'll be cool. Oh, that's good. But um, you know, it's kind of like if there were, you know, some horror movie. Yeah. It's just not my thing, and right. I don't think that horror movies should be completely out of awards like they obviously are. They obviously you know, it's, are. It's. People are just not going to recommend them. Just like you know, nobody's talking really a whole lot about the Avengers, right? Seriously, anyway, being right. you know in contention for winning right. best movie, and I think that those movies should be. Yeah, I'm not the guy who's going to stand up for horror movies though, because I just don't <laughs> love horror movies. Right. So right. there's you could have some horror movie script that I've never seen. Right. And if I knew a little bit about what it was about, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say the exact same thing. This movie should not. <laughs> these are like yeah. this is like like you know comedies don't often get in there. I mean, sometimes one will sneak in, but it's more like a, a an adult you know bucket list kind of thing, right? Not the right. bucket list because that movie wasn't good, but right or something like about Schmidt. Right when or, you get when you get or like Sideways, you know, right. which is kind of com- I mean, it's a comedy, but it's really it's a drama, you know. Right. It's, it, but they like. But to, you can't just be comedy. You can't just comedy, be. Right? Hills Cop is never going to win any major awards right. for things like that. You know, and the thing is, is when there's a fear, and it's a, it's kind of like a distinguished gentleman's club fear, where everyone, you know, if you're if your your feet are up and there's a fire and you got your cigars and everything, and everyone's talking about high culture things, books or movies or anything, and you validate it by saying, well, this horror film was the best film of the year, or this comic book movie was then you accidentally they fear i feel validate the whole genre so right. if if a horror film is really amazing and or even just like what you're saying with the avengers if we gave the avengers it's it's proper like vetting process like did it have a great story was the action you know were the actors great was it was it a well done movie yeah but you know what about Dolph Lundgren's the punisher you know, all of a sudden, by validating one, you include the whole genre. Right. And they're afraid of opening that floodgate. Right. So best to just keep them out. Best yeah. to keep them away from our little club and, you know, make sure that we keep nominating things where people play someone right. with especially, special needs. Or, especially right. you know, especially when you're uh, talking about best picture, right. right? The movies that can possibly win best picture, you have to be doing something serious. Right. Right. Even if... You know, can't a, just be having a good time. A little, a little tweaking, right? And Argo could be right. a movie that would be in the same boat, where no one, right. no one would ever think that you're allowed to nominate it. And it's like what you said. You know, you've said it a bunch of times. Why can't a movie just be good? Like, why does it have to be like on this level of like, oh, this is the greatest right. performance? It has to it be just, like. It, it has Why can't to be it just be fun? passing like, on yeah. some, so. you know, lesson about life and everything like that? Mm-hmm. So in a you know, in a, a similar uh, thing for me about uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and, you know, I have to admit, I suppose I could watch Zero Dark Thirty, and I would just go, wow, right. I'm completely I surprised, right. right? But uh, it's not the way to bet. But a similar <laughs> movie is Flight, because that is another movie that no ma- I haven't seen. Man, I haven't getting, seen Flight yet. It, it, all Denzel has been I, all I, up in the know, Oscar I, categories. I, and... I haven't seen it yet, but I have the same sort of serious doubts mm-hmm. that it has any chance of being in my top ten, because that's just not the movie that's ever going to make it into my right. top ten. 
Well, and, and I feel like I'm allowed to say that just as much as all ten. just as much yeah. as all other critics are allowed to say right. the Avengers can't be in right. or some horror movie can't be. Do in. you remember the last time you basically put a film on like that kind of watch and it surprised you? You were like, okay, Flight is. I'm just going to use Flight as an example. Like Flight, there's no way that film could get on my list. And then you watched it and you're like, huh, okay. I was wrong. It's at the bottom, but it still made my list. There's actually, can you remember a sneaker that, that okay. got by you? The second to last time that happened, yeah. I don't really remember because it might have been a long time ago right. or something. It but probably the last very time often. that happened yeah. was Anna Karenina. Right. Because I was just going to say. When I put that movie in, I was like. That's funny. I was like. Again. I didn't think. It's not the same kind of thing where I thought no. I'm totally not going to like this and I know it. Right. But it was a movie that I went into going, you know, this is going to be okay. And right. It'll There'll be, be parts of it that are enduring. And, you know, my wife will like it a lot more than me. Right. And it will be, it will be fine. Which is true. And it yeah. will, you know, whatever. And right. when that movie was over, I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, it was it it's was so funny, good. Those, it was totally surprising. Yeah, it's funny those moments. Well, when, when we had the next conversation after you'd seen it, and you were basically saying, "You've got to see Anna Karenina," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll pencil that in." And I'm like, "Wait, Kira Knightley's in that? Okay, well, maybe, you know." But no, when you were really like, "No, really, I want to know what you think of this," and I was like, "All right, I'll go find right. what I see about Anna," and I was similarly blown away. And when that happens, and that was recent, that was just a week ago, right. it it kind of it kind of shudders the blinders a little because I'm always thinking like what you're saying. Look, there are some films that just aren't going to make it. I'm sorry, I just I can probably guarantee unless right. I'm really surprised. But that was one of them, and that has a really good shot of making my list of yeah. the best films I saw this year. It oh, was, I think it was it's, so surprisingly good, and then it definitely and then it mind, makes yeah. it makes everything that I look at and I'm like, yeah, there's no way that's got a shot in my mind. Well, and then maybe you go, well, I don't but, know. Right. It's a weird time of year, so. right? So, so I mean, knows, there but. there is that kind of chance, and you know, a movie, but you know, the time before, I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen often, but it does. You know, every it, once in a while, Cloud Atlas had a chance of being that movie. Because yeah. I was going into Cloud Atlas, kind of going, I don't know if there's yeah. anything. Right. But no, then it really wasn't. Okay. It really wasn't. So now we've we've done that, and we've uh, we've uh, gotten rid of all the people who don't want to know <laughs> anything more about well, us because we've shot down all those yeah. movies. But so I, you know, for me it's interesting when I find a movie critic, and you know, I'm actually spending a lot of time finding movie critics mm-hmm. all the time, right? I yeah. mean, because if I didn't love reading movie critics, then what the hell would be the point, right? right. But right. when I find a movie critic and I see their top ten list of the year or something, and you know, maybe I agree with a couple of them, mm-hmm. or maybe I don't, but either way, their list is at least four or five movies different from what everybody else is saying. Yeah. You know, that's when I like start reading someone because right. I want to maybe know. I'll end yeah. up maybe I'll end up hating them eventually or whatever, but at least they are right. you know, giving me something to work with with their list. Yeah. When I start going through the list, like I, I very specifically remember doing this last year and last year was a very specific year for the best yeah. movies list in my opinion. But um, when I started going through the list, and it's like I'm going like 20, 25, 30 different mm-hmm. best lists, and I can't find a different movie right. to be on any of those lists. I'm just like, well, I mean, right. wh- what good is that? What, yeah. what do you? What, how are you helping anyone with anything yeah. if all you're going to say and is I agree with everyone it, else? Yeah. The trick there, though, is also, and you know, is you know, we can because neither of us mind taking the devil's advocate position, but still there's also a point where you're just being a contrarian, not you, but a person is just being a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. Right, right. If you happen to see six of the ten films that Ebert and all these other people you know, loved, then you know those were probably just the best films that got made that year. Right. No sense in just putting Freddy Got Fingered out there just to be the one lone voice that everyone stands around and be like, that guy's really right. off his rocker. Right. But, but, but it's tricky. You don't have to kowtow to them all, and they shouldn't all... You know, there's so many movies out there, and there's so many different tastes. It's hard to be so homogenized with, like, this is the 10. Right. Somebody's got to have seven and, or eight different ones. Right. And so. you, you know where it comes in for me is uh, when you have 
you know, in any given year, it's like, okay, Spielberg came out with a movie, so that has to be on it. Yeah. And then, you know, whoever else, right. like, came out with a movie. Or, you know, this actor is in this period drama, so that yeah. has to be on it. Right. When you've got all of these smaller movies coming out right. every year that mm-hmm. are really cool. I know there are a couple <clears throat> movies that are for sure going to be on my list that were very, very small. Right. But they were awesome. Yeah. And it's like you get – you know, movie critics, it's like all they see is it, almost like us in a way right. if you only have this show to go by, right? Right. It, they only see whatever the biggest thing is each week. Right. And then they pick their top ten out of that. Yeah. And it's – Well, just like what you said, if we had, if we were doing this show last year and we were looking at what was coming up this year and, you know, it was, okay, Steven Spielberg's doing a time period piece. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis is going to be playing right. Abraham Lincoln. Denzel Washington is going to be an alcoholic flight attendant in a super serious drama by Robert He's Zemeckis. You're going to be like uh, a, a pilot. Well, he might be in the sequel. You don't know. Um, you know, if you were looking at a list of these things, you would be like, well, that's, that's probably that's going to be the really list. good. Right. Those are the ones. You know, Tom Hanks is going to be a multi-character deviation role right. in a time-shifting drama that sucks all over the place. I guess that'll be it. You know, I mean, you'll look well, at that list. Well, it's just Tom Hanks is in it. Right. I mean, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's because it stopped right there. Tom Hanks <laughs> right. movie. That would be but you're right. If if we look at a list of films that are slated to come out for next year, I bet we could, within reason, you know, not necessarily have to throw darts at a board to pick what is probably right. going to be could predict the darling of the Oscar. On, so. Right. Okay. So now, now that we've that, got six minutes left, or, right. You know. Uh, Killing Them Softly. You really actually, didn't like this movie. You wanted to talk so much I, about I things. I did other. actually want to talk about lots of other yeah. things. That's but right. here's the thing. And, uh, Killing them softly. So if you're one of the 10 people who saw it this week and you're tuning in and you actually have an informed opinion about right. the movie. Informed? Uh, well, because you saw it. Oh. I mean, oh. not like you're just trying to get it. awesome if someone it, just called it, up and was like, the trailer looked awesome. So, you know, the thing about this movie is, like I said, there's like a weird play on this movie with Lincoln because Lincoln, I, I kept going, there's part of me that wants to rate this higher. And I just kind of can't do it. Mm-hmm. And this movie is the exact opposite. Right. There's a part of this movie that really wants to rate it lower. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that really wants to give this like a half a star. <laughs> and I yeah. can't quite convince myself to do it. It's, it's not bad. actually that bad. And it does have a lot of cool things going on. Mm-hmm. But it's also really kind of garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's so weird. It was really weird watching this movie because it does have a lot of really good stuff in it. There are a lot of parts that I was having a lot of fun watching this movie. And then there were a lot of parts of this movie where I was going, what in the hell is going on with whoever is in control of this crap happening at me? And, you know, I don't know, maybe you completely disagree, but there were a lot of parts. It's funny because this is a very talk movie, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, going to make me like it because there were a lot of parts. There's a part in this movie where uh, Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini Mm -hmm. are in a bar talking. I just thought, oh, my God, that is so awesome. It was an awesome scene. I didn't exactly love uh, James Gandolfini's character quite enough uh, for that scene to really just be crazy awesome. But it was close. He's he's just one teetered push away from killing everybody or just killing himself. Right. He is he is really like at both ends burnt. Not burning, <laughs> he but is, he's just gone. He is really gone. And it. I don't mean crazy. I just mean he's terribly it's, unhappy and unstable and it's, and, it's, and crazy. It's I mean, great the way that we get around this whole part of his character that we're yeah. talking about. The way that that he shows up in the film. So we should say really fast, um, the movie is about basically uh, three idiots who rob a mob poker game. Yep. And it turns out that their whole gig in doing this mm-hmm. is that Ray Liotta plays the uh, mob guy who, who runs the poker game. Yep. And <laughs> apparently several years ago... Uh, and yeah, he's Mickey, and yeah. he's where whatever he is in the mob Marky. or whatever. I'm sorry, Marky. Oh, Marky, okay. Mickey, Marky, and, one of them. And so he runs his poker game, and apparently everyone loves him. I don't know. Everyone, yeah. everyone loves Marky. Okay. Right. So in the in this particular place where the mob has their control, whatever, he runs a poker game. Yeah. 
And he decided to rob his own poker game. And this is like in the past of the show, right? right. He's sitting there, in, and it was a very cool, actually, telling of this story. I right. thought that was a good, that was a really good part of the movie. Yeah. And they're kind of running you through the whole scenario. The history of him, yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, he he robs the place. And no one can figure out who did it or if he had anything to do with it. And right. so then, like, years go by, and then and then one night he, like, gets drunk and tells everyone that he yeah. did it. And, yeah. And they're okay with it because right. everyone loves it. They're all over it by now, so. it's Yeah, it's – I don't know. It's, it's a very – it's a very bizarre thing. But anyway, yeah, so he did it. So now we've got some some guy who, like, is running this idea anyway. Mm-hmm. And he has like the two biggest idiots in the world that he decides he's going to have do this. And he's he's thinking the scam is we'll rob the poker game again, right? And it won't matter because they'll just all think that he did it. They'll just think that Mickey, uh, yeah, Marky did it again, right? They'll, right. they'll just obviously think, <laughs> and he'll take the hit for it, and they'll get away scot free. And, and it's kind of that sort of a setup because. It, <laughs> You know, it's an extremely closed game, right? Nobody yeah. even knows where it is right. anyway. Right. So, you know, just the fact that someone knows where it is in order to rob it, it doesn't make him look good. Right. Right. So anyway, so that's like the – that's the plan. And they go and they actually do rob it. Mm-hmm. And they get away and they're pretty free and clear really. Right. And probably would have been forever except that <laughs> one of them is really an idiot and – the other is an even and bigger idiot and a drug a user. And, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then talk and right. yeah. it, it turns out that it doesn't matter who you tell. Somebody going to know somebody. It will get to the wrong person, right? right? And it does. And, and it does. Right. So then we've got Brad Pitt is like the enforcer yep. of the mob who comes out to like figure out what to do. And clean up the mess. And and. and Right, Basically. and kill whoever needs killing <clears throat> right. or whatever. And, uh, and it, except that it turns out that around these parts, it's like some whole – Like he knows me. He's going to see me collective and yeah. runs the mob here. Right. So it's like they have a whole board of directors or something. Yeah. And everyone has to vote on everything. and He can't make a move and until And nobody can do anything. And, and right. even the guy who is like his contact – that he comes to meet, which those are some great scenes. That's in maybe the movie. yeah, that's maybe some of the best. When stuff. Uh, you know the they all they and... always meet in his in his car, and right. and Brad Pitt is is sitting there going, "Why are you doing that? That's stupid." Or you right. have to do that, or or yeah. whatever. And he's going, "Well, you know, I have to get a I gotta clear it for you know? or yeah, and he's got to get clearance for everything." He's, well, and it's this, are, it's this things whole, have changed. It's this whole bonkers like yeah. just portrait we're painting of how right. somehow the mob has been like corporatized and yeah. everything and so now and so which leads brad pitt to go you know this country's going to hell right because right. i mean yeah. look at this like this is the situation we have i don't know anyway but you know most of the parts of this movie if this movie had or attempted to have absolutely no subtext whatsoever mm-hmm. i would have probably loved this movie because everything that happened in this movie that was like, look, let's just be this story about these gangsters right. and just do it. Right. I would have probably loved it. I was yeah. loving a lot of that stuff. And hmm. and like I said, the whole uh, James Gandolfini, right? So somebody knows Brad Pitt. One of the people they have to whack right. knows Brad Pitt right. and would recognize him. And know why he's there. Like, holy shit, so, I'm going to get whacked. Now. Right. So right. he w- so you can't even get close to him, right? right. You can't because even he would say see hi you he would know, and he would right. reach run. for his gun yeah. or he'd whatever, right? right? So he wants to – he needs to get somebody else to come in, and then that's the entrance to James Gandolfini's character, which right. it's like everybody knows who that is. Right. And he's like, what, from Chicago or yeah. something? I don't know. But but he is, like, well-known. And even the guy who uh, Brad Pitt works works for, right. Dylan, right? Right. everybody just knows Dylan. Right. Dylan's Dylan guy, shows up. You're getting, right. Cause Dylan, there's a funny scene when they're going through the whole story from Ray Liotta's character, Marky. Dylan just shows up and throws him through a couple windows, you know, like trying to figure right. out, like, did you do this? And he's like, I didn't. And he goes, all right, let's go get something to drink. Right. But when Dylan shows up, but if, and he's walking down the street with a gun in his hand because he's Dylan. But right. when he shows up, but if people know someone's getting beat up. Yeah. If somebody talks to you about how Dylan is about to be here, right, that, right everyone right. is gone. Yeah. 
So um, it's the same kind of a thing. Like everybody knows who James Gandolfini is. He's mm-hmm. he's another enforcer type person that yeah. they're going to get to wax somebody, whatever. <clears throat> and and he shows up, and we just get to see like the other side of this life in yeah. a way. Because Brad Pitt represents where you sleek, get cool, good looking, you get over educated, it kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and, and James Gandolfini is the guy who's coming apart everywhere. Yeah, he he is so. And he pulls that off he does it so great. well. He's not even in the airport lounge seated before he's got like three martinis in his mouth. Right. Like that's that's how he is. And he's obviously given the waiter a hard time Man, about funny. about everything. I don't know. So his character was great. But I, I liked all the parts, even the stupid guys, because at least the one stupid guy. They were fun. The one stupid guy was pretty good. Yeah. And he was giving us that character well yeah. of the guy who goes – well, I guess since we have this plan right. and and we know that Marky's going to be the one getting in trouble, then right. okay. Right. But then when things start going wrong and he starts falling apart and everything, yeah. it's it's actually very cool. What I hated about the movie was everything that had anything to do with the subtext. Yeah. Every time, I mean, we have to listen to Barack Obama talk because Every bar in town, as you know, is constantly watching CNN and listening to senators. <laughs> right. And, you know, we have to have this whole, like, comparison of, like, the, America's struggling economy and the how movie, that relates to To, to be the fair, the movie and, is, because we haven't mentioned this, it's taking place right before Obama gets elected because right. there are Obama-McCain posters and, and banners. Right. There's a lot of campaigning. There's a lot of talk. There's still George Bush's sound bites from speeches that he gave talking about the financial collapse. So there is a parallel trying to be drawn by the story where, you know, the crime world is now just like the corporate world that there are the same problems and it's reinforced by the liaison that Brad Pitt as a hitman has to deal with in order to get money to whack somebody. Right, and we're talking so about that's, like that's basically why Barack why Obama and McCain, well McCain doesn't have any sound bites I don't think, but it's no. Obama and Bush for the right. most we part. We hear a bunch of so and it's interspersed all the speeches Right here and there, and then people talk about that stuff too. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're continuously talking about the problems with the economy, and you know, Brad Pitt is talking about getting the James Gandolfini character, mm-hmm. and how much would it cost, and right. and then there's this. <laughs> then later they're trying to get rid of James Gandolfini's right. character, right. and so so then yeah. we then we have to have a hooker who's going to get in a big argument with them, and this right. and that. And then he's like, well, how much will that cost? And right. he's like, ah, like 500 maybe a grand. A grand. Right. And he's like, I don't know if I can get that. Like, he's I, hoping I know, it's like going to be like, you take care of it. Like, you he know, has 20 to, bucks. Right. He has to get that approved. Yeah. So can we do that? Well, we have to get that approved. And then it's, it's there's just so much good. They even kind of talk about this with, like, the poker game at one point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the poker game got robbed. So mm-hmm. then it's, like, not... No one wants to show well, up. It's you not know, business the whole, as usual. It, it's interesting. You you had a big take on this, and I actually didn't mind it at all. My problem with the film kind of is a, is a different thing. But I like that stuff. I like how really what it's doing is it's saying, okay, here's the microcosm. And I'm not going to try to get all like super educational right. on it. But here's the microcosm of the problem in America right now. And the poker game represents, you know, all the bankers, all the people who've got money. It's all the gamblers. Right. You know, it's all the mob bosses. It's the people in control who can make or break your life. And they're taking all your money and they're waging it on stuff that doesn't affect them. They're untouchable. So if they lose $500,000 of your money at the poker table, right. they're still leaving in their Mercedes or their Lexus or whatever. You're the one that suffers for it because you're the one that has to pay for it. And that's a huge thing for the time frame that they want to make this movie in. But this movie is too late. This movie should have come out a couple of years ago if it wanted to have that mention uh, that that message so heavily tattooed on its back. It didn't necessarily make the movie negative for me. It just was a little bit of a distraction. You know, for me, the whole thing was this is the longest 97 minute movie I've ever seen. It really was. The pacing was yeah. horrible. And when we're sitting here talking about all the scenes that we like, there's more than a handful of them. I I loved this film all over the place when it was doing what it should have been doing. Right. 
But it's not that I didn't like it. When I lost focus, it wasn't because like somebody's walking down the street and you hear Obama's voiceover about some fiscal I just, thing. I, just I didn't like that, that part. Was crazy. I, I just I liked, liked, I liked all, all those metaphors. I loved the poker game as being big banks. Yeah, you know, and I loved See, the, and I loved the organization just, of crime. If they just leave it at that, it would be okay. And they didn't. It, You're right. But they just keep having to say it all the time. Yeah. But the thing that is also weird about this. But like I said, there's so much stuff. There's so many there's great so much things. stuff that I like about it that it's like I can't rate it that bad I anyway. Thought, I thought I was just going to like Gandolfini and Pitt, you know, because their scenes are so great. And it's not just like what you said because James Gandolfini's doing great with this guy. It's how Brad Pitt handles him. Right. Like he really knows and how this he guy. handles everyone he, in yeah. the whole movie. He, he knows this guy knows so well. He can literally tell. He can literally tell James Gandolfini, who is a hair just away from killing everything, right. everything around him. He can just be like, "You're drinking too much. Why don't you lay off?" And he's like, "Hey, I'll tell you why I lay off." And he's like, "No, you're late. You're, you're drinking too much. Go lay down." Right. You know, he's really like in charge of everything. But there were so many. Like moments in between stuff that weren't doing the stuff that they needed to do. Here's the weird thing as as we're wrapping up. The thing that I thought was weird. Like I said, I, I love tons of parts of this movie. Yeah. And the really weird thing about, like you said, it really was a incredibly bizarrely long 90, so weird. 90 and a few minutes Just, movie yeah. because it's such a short movie. And like when we went to see it, we're like, hey, hey it's a 90 minute movie. Yeah, we how, were like, how often do we right. get those? We'll be in and out of there. Right. And you're like, it's, it's no big show. deal. I'm like, no big deal. We'll be all But by then we watch it and we're like, wow, it's really right. long, right? <laughs> yeah. And here's the weird thing. Like this movie could be shown in film class, I think. And, and you could probably learn a lot because yeah. the crazy thing about the movie is that Everything that I love the most about this movie are scenes that are really long and really yeah. slow. Yeah. And yet I'm complaining that, that it's too that, long that and it's too, too slow. That yeah. it's too long, right? But all of the stuff that's great are these really long, really slow scenes. Mm -hmm. There's another one where the two idiots are talking and trying to actually get to the conclusion that the one of them like kind of spilled the beans. Right, and that they're both dead. And we're trying to get yeah. get through that scene, and it's really long and really it's slow, awesome. and it was an awesome scene. Yeah. And somehow you have a movie that is too long and too slow by virtue of the other scenes. Right. That aren't the long, slow right. scenes. Right, right. And the, it, the shorter that's ones, That's almost yeah. like a magic trick. Yeah. Like, how did they do that? It is. But... There's a lot of – and even you know when they actually rob – When that robbery goes down, it is tense, and you're positive. I was positive that there's going to be not only a shootout, but somebody's going to do something stupid. There, right. It's just going to go It's going to go ugly right. and bad. And not just because we're taught that that's what happens in these scenes, but it has – it's making this tension very, very apparent. And, and very real. And it's and, working. And, and – excellently done it was awesome and that whole thing is a really long really slow really long part slow of it thing. and one of the best things in the movie yeah and all this all the other scenes where they're trying to like kind of connect the dots yeah are just they're still just boring and yeah. you kind of don't care anymore you just want to get to sorry you just want to get to, you know, Brad Pitt in the car again. Stuff. Him talking, talking to somebody. Or something. Either to the driver, the liaison, or Gandolfini, or Dylan. I right. kept waiting for him and Dylan to have a conversation, and it didn't show right. up. But And that's the one thing that I kind of didn't like. Um, that's not, not really that big a deal, but I wish they could have found a way to spin it and sell it a little better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not that I want to give everything about the movie away, but when Brad Pitt kills a certain person yeah. at, at the end of the movie, right. and it's like a surprise to him, right. it was way not a surprise no, to anybody I else. See, yeah. And I kind of wanted, if we could have just tweaked something a little yeah. bit so that we told the story a little bit differently so that it wasn't so obvious that mm -hmm. that was going to happen. Even though he talks about killing this person right. a lot. A lot. But still, if we're going to do that, I thought if we could at least you know, pretend to sell it to the audience a little yeah. bit so that it's kind of a it, surprise. And it, it was like none surprise. It was no surprise. It reminds me in a way a much, you know, this is not exactly the same film, but when Payback came out, Mel Gibson was in this film that's a ridiculously fun film, but it's way more humorous than this. But people weren't ready for it. They thought it was going to be another lethal weapon. And right. they were not happy with it. Right. This film, if you think this is going to be 
like some shoot 'em up kind of film. Like if you think this is the Brad Pitt version of Smoking Aces, you're terribly mistaken. Right. There's very little violence in this film. It's all a lot of dialogue. And one of the things, because we are, and yet there we're is, down, there is but, still some weirdly gross violence. It's, but it, there, there is, there just but it's, isn't a whole. But it's not just like gunfire it, everywhere. It doesn't happen often. One anyway. thing I will say is that it's it's a man's movie, and it's not just because Brad Pitt's in it, and they there's gangsters. There's one woman really in it. She plays a hooker. She's in there for 35 seconds. It's right. really just about guys talking to guys. And like the scene with the two drug, the two druggy guys, they're talking to each other. It's the scene most people have heard if they're around anybody in their 20s. You know, you've heard this conversation between them in some way or another, maybe not about crime, but just the way they talk to each other and relate to each other. This right. is how dumb guys talk to each other. Right. And you're like, what? What did you say? Like, it's this thing over and over again. So... It's not really a female kind of audience film. It's, it's, not, it's really just for a small percentage it, of guys who want to see friendly, this. Right? Yeah. But, you know, still, it's really good. But like you said, we have to wrap up. Yeah. I still feel like, you know, really like the lowest I can give this is like three stars. Maybe even three and a half. I'm pretty happy because with three I and a half. I really like end. so much stuff. Yeah. But I've got that opposite part of me yeah. that like really no, I wishes that wants, I could yeah. rate it lower. But so yeah, like three, three and a half. I don't even know. Yeah, like, I'm pretty happy with right three now. and a half. To me, I I just I had so much fun with a lot of the stuff that was going on, and I wasn't surprised by the maleness of it. Right. But so all right, we got to get out yeah. of here, and we did not really talk a lot about Kelly the Softman, no. but we'll live with it. But um, next week, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks everyone. very much. Next week, uh, Hyde Park on the Hudson, and possibly Deadfall. Yeah. So we will see you next week. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.